Welcome to Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. We appreciate you joining us live via Facebook on KLTT Online and on 670 AM KLTT and to our listening audience on KLDC Online and on 1220 AM KLDC. Also, you can watch Get Connected on YouTube at Adey Ajala Ministries. For those viewing on Facebook, please share Bishop Ajala's message with others so that they too can be blessed. We invite you to call in or email us with your prayer requests. To call, you may call 720-859-1737 or email us at info at kcconline.org. Now, let's get ready to hear the word of faith. Here is Bishop Ajala. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 19, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 19, Paul was writing to the Ephesians. He said that God will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Brothers and sisters, I welcome you to get connected with Bishop Israel Adeyajala. We continue talking on the subject of the God's love. I started last week and I'm sharing with you of the importance of God's love. Realizing that one of the reason, one of the main signs that we are born again is that we love, that we love. Now, I want to continue in that today. And I call today's one is enjoying the Father's love. Enjoying the Father's love. The Father being God. Paul was writing to the Ephesians. He was praying for them that God will let them be rooted and grounded in love. He said when they are rooted and grounded in love, they will be able to understand with all other saints the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of the love of God. In other words, until you are grounded and rooted in love, you will not be able to understand and comprehend to the full extent how much God loves you. Why is that important? When you realize how much God loves you, you will extend the same grace to your brothers and sisters. God loves them just as equally as he loves you. God loves black, God loves white, God loves brown, God loves all people. And it's so important that we return to that basic thing. Hear me, the children of Ephesus that Paul was talking to here 
was later admonished in the book of Revelation. When John was talking, he said, the people in the book of Revelation have left their first love. And people begin to wonder, what is that first love? Some of them think maybe it is the love of God. No, 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 no. He said they've left their first love. Their first love is a love for their brethren. How will you say that, Bishop? The Bible says, how can you love God whom you do not see if you can't love men that you see? Which means the genuineness of your love for God is measured by the genuineness of your love for your fellow man. You cannot say you love God when you don't love all people. I was talking to a group of people this past week, and I say many people that call themselves pro-life are only anti-abortion. Because you can be anti-abortion and not pro-life. Yes. Those are two different things. Because you can be pro-dog and not be pro-cow. In other words, simply because you are anti-something doesn't mean you are pro-something else. Now, I am anti-abortion, just like any other person. But above that, I am pro-life, which means all life. I will not go and shoot somebody in the name of being a pro-life, which some so-called pro-life do. You are not pro-life if you don't love your brother. You are only anti-abortion. And there is nothing wrong with that. And I applaud you for being anti-abortion. But don't go around and lie and say, I'm pro-life, but you, are, you, are hate, you hate black, you hate brown. Only people that look like you, you like. You are not pro-life. You are anti-abortion, which is okay. Every one of us should be anti-abortion. Why God said thou shalt not murder? But that you are pro-life must include love for everybody. Those are pro-lifers. The other ones are just politicians who in a, in a, in a, in a robe. And, 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 and we need to stop all this nonsense. People have taught us lies. We have bought into lies. In fact, blatant racists have taken have took to the pulpit in the past and taught what God didn't say. Now, a new breed, a new generation of believers are now coming and now saying that's not the God we serve. You, you are not representing God. You are representing your belly because you are pandering only to people that will, will, will clap for you. Now, the genuineness of your love for God is measured by the genuineness of your love for your fellow man, regardless of their color. Because if it is not so, you are only lying. God is love. God is love. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love, period. If the church has been for love, and we have been talking about love for all people. We will not be where we are today in America. That's right. you, we will not be where we are today. I was just sending it out in the past. Even Church of England. Church of England had slaves. Mm -hmm. I'm telling this is a true story. They call it, you know, people's property. Now, how, how, how do you do that? Now, I know they have apologized in the past for it. But what did they do to correct it? Nothing. Simply because you say you are sorry doesn't mean you have changed. 
Saul said sorry to David two times, and yet he still pursued David. He wanted to kill him. If you're sorry, he said, godly repentance brings change. If it is godly repentance, and the reason godly repent, repentance we are seeing today, whether from black or white or brown, the reason that repentance is not genuine is because we, are, we have left our first love. Our first love is to love God and all God's people, regardless of their ethnicity, their color, their race, their height, everything. You see, it's not that you are, you, are not, you are not enabling people when you love them. God never hates sinners. God loves sinners, but he hates sin. God loves sinners, but he hates sin. And we need to stop playing God. We are, let's stop playing God. Let's begin to love everyone who is created in the image of God. Brothers and sisters, God said, I mean, Paul was writing to the Ephesians. He says, I pray that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. I want you to understand that. He said, I pray that Christ may dwell in your heart, not in your head. A lot of people have Christ in their head. They don't have Christ in their heart. What is the difference? One is intellectual knowledge of Christ. Another is revelational knowledge of Christ. Intellectual knowledge of Christ know that Jesus is one of the Trinity. Jesus died on the cross. But there is a separation between their life and the life that Christ wants them to live. And that is intellectual knowledge of Christ. We are to move away from intellectual knowledge of Christ. We must move to revelational knowledge. In other words, I know him. Look at this. Paul started. He started even though he had a little revelation of Christ. And yet he was writing. The first letter he wrote was the letter to the Galatians. And he was very sharp in his tone to them. But by the time he wrote Philippians, and he said that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, that I may know him. The letter he wrote after that, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, we grow in knowledge. We grow in revelation. The reason I will not condemn anyone today is because I know everyone is doing what they are doing to the degree of the knowledge they possess. Yes. You see, but now, we are now, in, interestingly, I, I, I said at the church, we are in the information age, but we left wisdom behind. In the information age, with no wisdom. Information that does not translate to revelation will not produce wisdom. Wisdom must come as a result of revelation, and revelation feeds on information. There is nothing wrong with information, but information goes to your soul. Revelation goes to your spirit. Those are two different things. Information goes to your soul. That's why when you gather so much information, they will give you a big title. And when they, all he said, they might say, you are doctor. And so you too, you are going around, I am doctor. All they are saying is you have intellectual and head knowledge. And sometimes head knowledge and heart knowledge are not the same. You see, and somebody who didn't have as much information as you, but have revelation of who Christ is, is making waves. And you with your wonderful PhD, 
you are not making any wave except speaking great grammar. That is not the goal of God for the church. The church must come back to the place of revelation of the love of God and the love for God. Now, I want you to know, he said the love of God. The love of God encompasses the love of man, I mean the love for man, and the love of God. You see, the love of God encompasses the love for man and the love for God and of God. You see, God's love is towards man. For God so loved the world that he gave. So we are calling ourselves, myself inclusive, to go back to our first love, which is the love of God that produces the love for God and the love for man. Until that comes, Paul said that we only come when Christ dwells in your heart by faith. Christ must dwell in your heart. We should stop arguing with the scripture. We should stop arguing with the scripture. When you have this love of God in you, you will know whatever you do that hurt another man is not from God. I don't care how you wrap it. I don't care how you put it. I don't care how you make it. Anything you say, anything you do that minimizes another person is not from God. It's not from God. And you must begin to say it. You must begin to live it out so that people will know that truly we belong to God who is love. I will be right back after this. Bishop, thank you so much for sharing that profound word on enjoying the Father's love. Yes. Wow, that was powerful. Listeners, I know you want to hear more, and more is coming, but first we have some very special announcements for you. Join us for our in-person Daniel Fast prayer service uh, as we come forward towards that um, this week. So you can join us tonight for our Daniel Fast in-service prayer service um, tonight from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are excited to announce that Kingdom Connection will be opening our in-person service for Sundays on this Sunday, June 28th. And on forthcoming Sundays, service times are 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. All of our in-person services will follow CDC guidelines. Today at Kingdom Connection Christian Center, we will be giving away free groceries at our drive-through food bank, and you can partake of that. Today until 2 p.m. and every Thursday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Kingdom Connection is located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. And we want you to know that if you have any questions or concerns, give us a call at 720-859-1737. Also, you can join us live on live stream for all of our services on Facebook at Bishop Israel Ade Ajawa and on YouTube at Ade Ajawa Ministries. Join us tonight at 7 p.m. Sundays at 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. 
And finally, you can support this radio ministry by going to adeajala.org. That's A-D-E-A-J-A-L-A.org and simply click on donate. Every donation is tax deductible. Bishop, that indeed was a very, very powerful word, especially with the season that we're in right now, Bishop. Bishop, so if there are listeners who are partaking of this word or watching on Facebook or YouTube, and they're saying, Bishop, I admit I have left my first love. How do I reposition myself? How do I get back in place and be back where I need to be with my first love and loving my brethren? What are the key steps that I need to take? Well, there are, these are the steps you need to take. The first thing you need to realize is you must go back and put the word of God the first place in your thinking. A lot of God don't put the word of God. A lot of people don't put the the word of God as the first place in their thinking. They come to the word of God after they have tried the word of man and it's not working. Then they will say, no, you start with the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. If you want to reclaim your love for God, you want to go back to the beginning of how the love of God consumes you, you must be rooted and grounded in the, in the love of God through the word of God. He says, he was praying for the Ephesians. He says that you may be rooted and grounded in love. But then he said that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. So we can say, Paul was praying that Christ may dwell in your heart by hearing and hearing the word of God. Because that's faith. So if you want, and then that faith is what will make you to be rooted and grounded in love. That's why I say you must go back to making the word of God a priority. The first place. Number two, you must continue to meditate on God's love concerning you. Meditate on God's love concerning you. Why is that very, very important? First John chapter 4, verse 11 says, If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. In other words, when you have an understanding of how much God loves you, it propels you to begin to love somebody else the same way. He said, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. When I have a deep understanding of the love of God in my life, the overwhelming reality of how much God loves me will propel me to begin to say, I will be very wicked if I don't love somebody else. You see? Because realization of how much God loves me, open my eyes to see how more God loves you, how more God loves the other person, and because of that, I want to reflect the love of God that 
I am enjoying to others. Another thing we must do is we must begin to act on the word concerning the love of God. We must begin to practice this love. You can't get better until you start practicing it. The only way you get better in loving people is start to practice it. Start demonstrating the love. Don't just say, I love people. In fact, God knows him in my heart. No, people don't see your heart. They see your act. Let Force yourself, go out of your way to be a good person to people. You know, I, I say at the church, even to be kind is no longer fashionable. You will open the door for people at the, at the bank or anywhere, and they just walk by. There shall be no thank you or anything. You give them room on the, they just, they won't even say thank you because they are so full of themselves. But when you realize that God loves me so much, you begin to put that into action. You begin to put it into action. Act the love. Don't just talk it. When you look at 1 Corinthians 13, everything about love is action. Love is. Love is. Love is. It's not love will be or love was. It's love is. In other words, you must learn to put that love into action. You see somebody that is mistreating somebody else, you go and tell them that's not right. You, you see somebody putting another people down or making a racial joke, racial joke, don't laugh. Don't laugh and sit down there or keeping quiet. Even keeping quiet is complicit enough. You know what is wrong people are doing to one another. You say it's not my, none of my business. Then what is your business? Your business is to take care of the other people. A mango tree does not eat mango. Every fruit in your life is for other people to enjoy. A mango tree does not eat from mango. Orange tree does not eat from orange. The only reason people will know you are bare fruit is when they begin to eat the fruit that came from you. So don't just say, I'm quiet. You are not quiet. You are wicked. That is the truth. And you may be wicked and not know. You may think, oh, I, I just don't, I don't have the word. You, you know, you can tell somebody who is a racist, don't do that in my presence. You can tell people, don't do that in my presence. People know if you hang around me, you can't put any white man down around me. I will stop you. Not because of anything. At least they are not there when you are talking. But I will make sure that what I can say in the presence of that person, I will not say it in his absence. And I will not allow you to say it. Not, not because I want to make sure I put love into action. I wish everybody would just stop talking, I love you, and would start acting it. You know, between acting out love and talking love, which one will anybody will hear? You know, it's like in a marriage where the, wife, the husband keeps telling the wife, I love you, I love you, I love you, but he does not put any money on the, on, for the food. He's not taking care of the family. He's, any little thing, he's, he left the house, he will come back three weeks later, and then he come with a flower and say, I love you, I love you. They hate me. I mean, you see, we, we must come to the place where we begin to demonstrate love intentionally, intentionally. During this racial tension, I reach out to my, my white brothers intentionally. We hang out and together we are saying the same thing. Reach out beyond your own little thing. There are some of people that are locked up in their prison. 
The prison of, of me alone, me and my You are in prison. That's why you are not enjoying life. Come and ask those of us that we are, we are free. We, 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 I enjoy myself. My white brother, my brown brother, my Hispanic, my Asian. I enjoy all of them. Why? Because we are all one and the same. You will not put my white brother down in my presence. You will not put my brown brother down in my presence. You will not. I will not let you. We will cut that conversation off. When all of us begin to practice love, not just talk it, not just sit, be, especially we pastors. We pastors are very guilty of that. We, 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 we only like people that will bring money to our church. And let me tell you, you may have a big church. They won't bury you in the church. The day you die, they will still take you outside and bury you on the ground. It is what you do for people that heaven will judge you with, whether you will get crown or you will get no reward. For me, acting on the word of God is key. And acting the love of God is very important. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Another thing is you must decide to live the love life. Decide to live the love life. Make quality decision to live by love. I know they say we must live by faith. But you can't live by faith unless you live by love. Live by love. Everything you do, let it be motivated by love, not by guilt. And then you will see God moving in your life. I want to pray with you before we go because I am out of time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare your peace, your grace, and your honor over my people that are listening to me till we meet again next week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.